Welcome to Lucky Boys Podcast. I'm Will. I'm Norm. And we're joined with a special guest. Amy, Amy Agbana. Yes. There we go. I you didn't butcher it, right? <laughs> that was perfect. Perfect pronunciation. Yes, and Amy is uh, we're here today so we could kind of pick her brain. Uh, she is uh, very financially, financially literate. Is that correct? And into health. Yes. Okay. Big into health. I am big into health and wellness. I would consider myself financially literate. Nobody's perfect, but I think I am better than most just because I seek the knowledge that's out there. And anyone could anyone could be at this level that I am and surpass it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's very important uh, nowadays. I, I think uh, there's just a lot more attention going to earning and income in terms of not just a nine to five, mm-hmm. but like incredible amounts of side hustles. And, and there's this, there's this whole narrative now that's, it's kind of cool and it's being pushed out where you can work your nine to five and you can work on your passion, do what you love. And at the same time, monetize that. Yes, definitely. Right? I feel like I'm not sure when the whole movement kind of started. I know for myself, like before I had a full-time job when I was in my earlier twenties and probably the summer before I got my first full-time, I called that the summer of hustle. And I had like mm. seven jobs. Love I that. was working as a waitress at a kosher sushi restaurant in Livingston, New Jersey. I was co- hosting kids birthday parties. I was interning. I was just like trying to make all the money I can, which probably was a lot of effort for not a lot of return. But I was like, this is the only way I'm going to survive. Like, got to have all these jobs. Or and this was while you were working your corporate gig. This was before I got my first full time job. I was okay. an intern at this time, like a paid intern for a fashion company. Okay. Um, and then as I got older, I feel like as social media started growing, the whole side hustle movement got really popular. And now you might see memes or just information on the internet that's like the average millionaire has seven streams of income. So it's, it's not cool. It's not beneficial to rely only on your nine to five. Also, like that company can shut its doors tomorrow. Stock price is going up. Everything's going great. But they just decide, you know, what? we don't want to do do this anymore. And that's very you true. Better have something. And we all probably do have a skill that you can monetize. And why not start while you're working? Right. So once so once you got your uh, just, just paint this picture for me. Once you started um I guess your career mm-hmm. and uh, where you were working full time, did you kind of take your foot off the gas pedal in, in regards to your side hustles or did you, did you kind of amp it up or did you, um, I guess, stop working as hard, mm-hmm. but you were just working smarter? Yeah. So when I first started out and I got my first full time job with benefits, I was still side hustling in terms of having part time jobs. They weren't necessarily like, my own things, but I was still hosting birthday parties for kids, making tips on weekends. I was still um, babysitting, just trying to take whatever my first, but like your 22, 23 year old income is probably not where you want it to be. So in order to supplement that, in order to move out of my parents' house, I was like, I gotta work up and save as much money as possible. So, but then as I started progressing in my career, making a little bit more money, um, I did ease up a little on the side hustling. I, you know, might not, I might pass up that babysitting gig because that $20 an hour, uh, I'd rather go out with my friends or something. Right, and, the opportunity and, cost yeah, wasn't there. And, and I'm making a little bit more money and... You have to spend $20 at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and that quickly caught up with me. Or in brunch. Yes. And you know, we were just talking about this. Living in New York City is so expensive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times we can kind of fall, it's almost like a trap, mm-hmm. you know, where we make a little bit of money and and then instead of saving that money, we use that money to to grow our lifestyle, our, our social, social life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Or we go out to eat more. We, yeah. we kind of, we, we, we work hard to get this cushion and mm-hmm. ideally we have this abstract idea where we say to ourselves, you know what? I want to make more money. And we actually do it. We put a plan together and we get there. And, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as yes. well in my 20s. And when I, when I earn more income and I hit my goal, I, I, I see my, uh, my savings goal, yeah. however, is not there. Yeah. But, you know, my, my Instagram's looking lit. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's, where, sure. that's where your savings are going. Yeah. Oh, it's they, call going. It, they call it lifestyle creep. So it's as you start making more money, your lifestyle increases with it. So it's kind of like they're going parallel. Like you're making $10, now you're making $20, but you used to be able to stretch that 50 bucks that you made. You used to not go to brunch. You used to be like, you know what? I'm going to eat a dollar slice of pizza. But then you start making more money. That sweet green's looking real good, that $15 salad. And you're just spending a lot more on your lifestyle because you have that cushion. So you don't realize that, okay, you might be making 10, 20% more than you were last year, but you're probably spending 10, 20, 30% more also. Right. So, and and that happens so quickly. And, and, and here's the trap is that now you, now, now you're used to a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You're in, and, and the old one just won't suffice anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and you want to keep this, uh, you want to keep this going. So now mm-hmm. you want to earn more, but now you're looking at her, you, you got a whole new crowd. Now you yeah. hit a whole new bracket and, and, and you're looking at everyone else like, Oh man, that, cause there's no matter what bracket you're at. I, I feel like, uh, you know, for the most part, there's always going to be someone mm-hmm. better than you. And you're always going to want more. I guess that's just a human condition. Mm-hmm. And, and now you're, you're going, Oh, I want this in terms of materialism. Yes. I want that condo, that big house, that waterfront property mm-hmm. that, or that big house with a big yard with a with a four car garage, or um, maybe I just want to be a rock star in the city. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and it's hard to to say no to that. Like I was telling you guys earlier that when I first started working full time, I wasn't making a lot of money. I was hustling just to like get to a certain point. I got to, it wasn't even a high point. It was just the highest that I've I had ever been. So that's when I started relying on. I never had a credit card when I was young. Like when I was in college even when I first graduated college I didn't don't think I got a credit card until I was like 24 um, and I quickly like I as soon as I moved out of my parents house I moved to Soho which for people who don't know is a very expensive neighborhood in New York City didn't really shop around wasn't trying to look for a deal I was trying to look for a deal but then the first apartment came up with the people I was trying to live with and I was like oh I can afford that so maybe you can you have the money to pay for it, but can you actually afford it? Like just because you have the money doesn't mean you can. Can you afford, afford the life. lifestyle? Yes, that you could afford the it. rent, but can mm-hmm. you afford everything else yeah, that's around that, it? That might include going out more. That might include taking more cabs. Like I didn't live in the city before, and I when I would come into the city from being in Jersey, oh yeah, I could afford a cab because I wasn't paying rent. But now you're paying rent upwards of I think at the time was like fourteen hundred a month. But for like a, a young person, that's a lot. Wait, of money. that was fourteen hundred a month that was shared it was in shared. Yeah. soho i wow. had i had That's two roommates. so cheap yeah i had two roommates well, two roommates so, yeah, so the, how, how big was the apartment it was a three bedroom three bedroom one bath it had two floor like Dude, a duplex setup parties are so, 1400 that yeah. is so, so cheap the total rent was like was it a walk-up so, yeah Did you the have whole like, rent um, was four thousand um a walk-up building 
Um, yeah, no, it's it's way cheaper in comparison to what other people were spending. But for me, like my first job, if you're making well, like sixty thousand dollars a year, fourteen hundred dollars a month is a Ooh, lot. That's that's plus, like that's almost half your paycheck. Yeah, after. plus you also like that doesn't include utilities, right? Groceries, and then the lifestyle that you think you need to live because you're like a twenty something in New York City. So you you're spending like maybe seventy percent of yeah, your, probably. your your income. I didn't Easy. even know. I didn't. Easy. I wasn't budgeting then. I would make money and make sure that my I had student loans. So I would make sure that my loans were paid and my rent was paid. But sometimes, like I remember putting my rent a couple times on my credit card. And that's crazy. Wow. It's such a that, yeah. that's the trap. And 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 with these high interest rates, mm-hmm. you get you get you know right there you get sucked in because now it, it, you're just like oh yeah I'm gonna lean on these credit cards here, and you know if and if you're already in the red mm-hmm. every month, so that means you're just gonna be paying off the minimum amount mm-hmm. of the credit card. Yeah. So now, for example, if you're if you're a thousand, two thousand, three thousand over your head, and then the minimum is like thirty five dollars in the short term. You're looking, oh, that's nothing. I could, that's easy. That's a layup. Yeah. But you got to look at the bottom line. 100%. You're, you're, you're you know, it's, it's, you're losing a lot of capital. Yeah. It's, it's robbery. It's, it's literally robbery. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. some of these interest rates is north of 20%. And 20% of a hundred dollars is 20. Yeah. 20% of $5,000, just do the math. That's a thousand dollars. It would, and I remember looking. So the reason why, not the reason, but I guess the symptom of like why I had accrued this credit card debt is I didn't know about it. I didn't like my parents didn't teach me about credit cards because they never relied heavily on them. Right. So I never saw them like, oh yeah, if you just make the payment, whatever. Like this is it. Um, I just didn't know how to use them. I didn't know how to um, use them properly or use them to my advantage, like for points and things like that. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is covering a gap, but not realizing like month in month out using that money and not paying it fully off was really hurting me even though i was paying consistently so that's also another thing like your credit score is looking fine because you have a consistent payment history like that's one of the factors and you're not being flagged yeah yeah you're not in default so you pay but like you're not paying enough and like that debt to income ratio really creeped up and paying just the minimum it won't help you because you have interest accruing over time your yes. interest could and be if, more yeah. than the minimum that's yeah. the crazy and part and if you look at your statements like I remember looking at my credit card statement and it was like okay if you continue to pay the minimum balance you will get done paying this debt off in like 27 years or 7 it was like something really high and it wasn't that much money congratulations mm-hmm. and I was like we got you <laughs> And then, but it was like if you just pay this much which was probably like $100 more you'll be done with this in 3 years and then I just decided right. I don't know probably after me wanting to move apartments I moved in with my boyfriend which was way cheaper I moved into his place in Bushwick we're sharing a room and so my rent payment was like less than half of what I had paid Mm -hmm. um, previously and I realized when we wanted to move out of that place and get our own place I was like I don't even have enough cash saved up for like first last security like for a better place and I actually didn't want to like move in with him just the two of us yet I want to just go out and get my own place and I was like I don't have enough money for that see yeah here's what I I, I mean here's why it's so important uh, to not fall into that trap because let's say um, in in a parallel universe we didn't fall into that trap Mm -hmm. and 
and we were able to pay off the credit cards. We didn't, you know, we were more smart in, in budgeting and we saved a certain percentage. So now instead of going into debt being in the red, you'll be in the black where you're making money. Every month you're actually putting some dollars aside where you have some leverage now mm -hmm. and you can start looking at your capital and going, where are good avenues of investments, yes. um, assets that can give me a good return mm -hmm. where when I sleep, I'm going to be increasing my wealth. Yes. Am I going to invest it in a 401k or, or, or um, an IRA, mm -hmm. a uh, stocks um, that pays dividends, or am I going to learn another trade or I'm going to invest in another company mm -hmm. or maybe perhaps real estate? Yeah. Um, there are just so many ways you can make money nowadays. And yes. as, as you mentioned, a side hustle, maybe I will invest in myself, mm -hmm. pick up a class and, 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 and uh, take a few classes and learn about things to see if I have a passion for it. 100%. And once I realize, like, hey, maybe I might be really, I'm a kick-ass cook. You know, like, or, or um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty good uh, teacher. I didn't know mm -hmm. that about me. Wow, okay. And, and really dig into that and, 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 and drill down. Um, and, you know, when you have capital, I look at it as energy. You know, the more you have, the more freedom you have, the more leverage you have to kind of explore and do things. And I feel like it'll help your creativity and your stress levels. Yes. That's very important. Yes. Rather, because you, you know you're, you can't save money. You know you owe a, a, a crap load of debt. Mm -hmm. That's just going to, you're going to lose sleep over that. Yeah, you know, it's going to stress the crap out of you. And uh, I, I, for men, too, if if, yeah. if if women find out, man, it's a... Yeah, you can't provide. <laughs> I actually, uh, I'm not going to go into this person. Maybe she'll listen to it. But um, a good family friend of mine, she was engaged to a man who went before they moved in together. She didn't have an idea about his financial situation because oh he was he owned his own business, but he just wasn't utilizing his finances correctly. She didn't know that like the business had debt, that he had his own personal debt. She's like, oh, he's living on his own. When we go out to dinner, he's paying everything's cool they get engaged she moves in with him she's like oh why is this like overdue like she didn't know that you know he he painted a, a certain type of picture of himself she eventually like called off the engagement was like i'm not going to get back with you until you get your house in order she's like the house is not in order we're we would be living like in a house of cards and it could right, blow so, over so so he did a good job burying his red flags yeah and, and it's very easy to do. It's very easy to look like you can afford a New absolutely. York City lifestyle. You just need a couple of credit cards yeah. <laughs> and, and some loans. And I, 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 yeah. I have a question. If, if, would you, would you now, now that we're on that, would you, uh, let's say, if you were engaged, would you marry someone who had just a terrible financial literacy and, and terrible credit, just all across the board? Mm -mm. Me now, knowing what I know. So I had, but that's also, like, I wasn't the best financial partner a couple of years ago when I had credit card debt. I educated myself finding different ways to, like, get out of debt quickly, reading, like, um, millennial money, finding Dave Ramsey, paying off all my credit card debt, getting really into investments and stuff. Someone might have saw me before, oh, yeah, she looks cool, she got her shit together, Um you know, let's date, let's let's get married or whatever. But I had to make myself better. So now me knowing what I know, I share this knowledge with people, mm -hmm. I would make sure my partner got to that place too. Okay. Yeah, That's interesting. Definitely. You you mentioned Dame Ramsey and I also listen to him too. Um and I think he has a very straightforward way of telling people how to pay down debt mm -hmm. and how to get to that mil millionaire status yeah. just by 
you know, you don't have to do crazy things. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, working a nine to five, you can be a millionaire. Yes. Can you uh, kind of give a little overview of what you learned from Dave Ramsey? Yeah. So I found Dave Ramsey when I was at my lowest point financially. But like people wouldn't think that because I was living a certain type of life. So Dave Ramsey, for people who don't know him, he is a financial guru who had at one point in his life hit rock bottom. I think he was into real estate, had like some assets like go upside down. Him and his wife were at one point living a high life and then they had to like pull themselves out, like pull themselves up by their bootstraps and follow what they created, the seven baby steps. So the first baby step is getting your one thousand dollar emergency fund. So like if anything happens, like your car or whatever, you have a thousand dollars that you don't have to like charge on a credit card. Then it's paying your debts from smallest to largest. I decided um, smallest to largest interest rate. No, smallest to largest dollar amount. That's called the snowball method. I did the debt avalanche because I had credit cards that had 20% interest rates on oh, them. You were really deep into it though. Yeah, I had um, a cre- one credit card. I had probably two, no, I had three credit cards. I had a total of $16,000 in credit card debt mm. um, that I was like, let these are just bothering me and like i read a blog by mr money mustache like if you have high interest credit card debt think about it like your hair is on fire like you need to get rid of that shit absolutely and so i paid that with so much intensity versus like paying your student loan that might have a three percent interest rate or your mortgage or something with like a low interest rate because the the debt snowball method is based on psychology like oh you pay off like you owe a hundred dollars to your neighbor with zero percent interest that just getting that one hundred dollars away will make you feel better and like those little wins will and you quickly like roll that one hundred dollars that you owe into something else i was like having in credit card debt with 20 percent interest is making me sick i'm getting rid of that and so I that's how I did it. And then after that, then it's your you want to build up your emergency fund even more three to six months, 12 months, depending on, you know, what kind of industry you work in and how secure you feel in your in your career. And then you'll move on to saving for a house or then you'll the final step, I believe, is like paying off your mortgage. And then um, then you want to set up for your kids and stuff like that. I want I want to touch on that. Uh you know, because this is a big question. This is a question that I, I mean, I've gone in circles with, and I just wanted to get your take on it. Um, paying off your mortgage, do you pay it off, or do you use that money that you would pay it off? Let's say you had a hundred thousand dollars left on your mortgage, and you happen to have a hundred thousand dollars cash as well that you can pay it off. Mm-hmm. Do you use that hundred thousand dollars to invest? and properly get a higher rate of return Mm -hmm. than on the interest rate of your mortgage? Or do you just pay it off? Yeah, and then owe nothing to me. So this is where my philosophy, and I think a lot of Dave Ramsey followers, differ from Dave's philosophy. So he would tell you if you had $100,000 in the bank, you owed $100,000 on your mortgage, regardless of the interest rate on your mortgage, pay that off so you're not the slave to the lender. That's what, He uses a what? lot of okay. biblical references. He would say okay. that. I would, now knowing, because I didn't use his method exactly, I liked the foundations of it, I would say... It depends on the interest rate. So if you have, like for me, my one way that I make sure that I'm maximizing my investments is taking advantage of my 401k at work because of the match. So if you're getting like a 50% free match, money. yes, that's a 50% return on your investment. If the stock market has a like a 6 to 8% 
rate of return and your mortgage interest rate is like three and a half percent, I would take that money, invest in the stock market or any whatever the asset is. And then like, you know, maybe you want to add like an extra thousand dollars a month to your mortgage and like you will exponentially pay it off Um, like that will build up on it. I would do that now. okay, so. I actually agree. I, I uh, you know, uh, I was most people have a different take than mm. than we do mm-hmm. on that. Um, I, I and yes, it totally depends on your interest rate. I feel like if I could get uh, a higher return than what my current interest rate is for my dollars, I can make my dollars work harder for me. One hundred percent. And squeeze more lemon out. You know, get get more juice out of that lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I do know some people that if you're not I think it depends on personality right because yeah. a lot of people I think that plays into it too because people just want to keep things simple sometimes mm-hmm. they don't know all this they don't trust all this they they're, they have this uh, para- paranoia they won't have a peace of mind knowing mm-hmm. that they have this debt and then they have this money that they really can't touch you know without being penalized mm-hmm. um, and there's just some risk you know they're very risk adverse and they know that if they pay down the house it they can see um, something visually go mm-hmm, down and, mm-hmm. and psychologically it does something. However, um, what I will say against that is that, you know, what I've learned during the 2008 recession, the Great Recession, is that I've, I've seen properties um, plummet 50%. Mm-hmm. By 50%. So if you, your home was valued at a million. Now it's, you just lost $500,000 yes. of equity. That's yeah. insane. I, I, I totally agree. So I currently live in New York City. I live in Brooklyn and I rent. And I know that for a lot of people who like there is a stigma around renting. I don't necessarily see that. I don't. I grew up in a house in the suburbs, in, in two different suburbs throughout my childhood. And I was always taught or preached the value of home ownership, of especially being a child of immigrants. You know, it's part of the American dream story yeah. for a lot of people. I don't think that I'm ever going to not own property, but my primary residence might not be something that I own. Or it could be a duplex situation. Like I might do house hacking. Like as you get more into financial independence and you just learn the different ways to live, it's not necessarily like buy your single family home, white picket fence style to having wealth. Because like you just said, you are putting your net worth in an asset that can change versus, you know, other other investments. You know what it is? You know where that idea came from? Because back in the day, Mm -hmm. back in the day where people... Educate us. Right. So back in the day where people... Um, had one job mm-hmm. their whole life, their whole career. Once their when once their career began, that was it. I mean, they they had a pension. They just knew they had. There was so much security um, in their retirement. They had social security. They just they didn't have to worry. They had their big uh, nest. You know, their their golden nest egg mm-hmm. waiting for them. By the time they hit retirement age, well, fifty nine and a half. Well, that's your four one k, sixty two. Right. So. Uh, and, and keep in mind, homes are so much cheaper. Cost of living, even if you, when you do the dollar ratio, everything, it's way cheaper back then. Mm-hmm. It was just way cheaper. So it made sense to own your home. Now, if you look at a place like major high-cost cities in America, um, Hawaii, uh, San Francisco, L.A., New York, yeah. uh, it, it sometimes makes a lot more sense to rent. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's almost borderline crazy because let's just say you in most homes, respectable homes in New York City, um, and they're really small for 600 square feet <laughs> spot, about maybe a million plus. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, uh, if it has one, if it has a wall that you can call a divide and call it a bedroom, it's north of one million. If mm-hmm. it's a studio, fine. You'll you'll probably find something between eight hundred and one million dollars condo. Now, you would if if you have to give at least twenty percent down, you're you save two hundred thousand dollars of your money to to put down, and now you have an eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage. And what the current interest rate anywhere between what three to four percent, mm-hmm. depending on your credit score. That's insane. That's about five thousand dollars, and then you got to do your maintenance, mm-hmm. condo fee, insurance, uh, electrical, heat, all that stuff, Goes and then your social around. lifestyle. Yeah. So now you're in the hole, guaranteed six to seven thousand. You got a really small home, a little box like this, right? And six to seven thousand dollars in a hole with very little saved up, but a large part of your your your, your your capital locked up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's locked up, asset. and it's not. Yeah. It's not even considered an asset nowadays because right. if it's not. If it's you're a not, liability. If, yeah, it's you a liability. have to Absolutely. pay money to maintain your home. Right. Absolutely. If it's not generating income for you, it's mm-hmm. it's a liability. Yeah. So if if you unless you're renting a room out or something like, like that, but house hacking. Yeah. You mentioned like right. If you're just living with your family. You're not. Your kids aren't paying rent. Right. So you're right. not really right. making <laughs> money. They're, 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 they're forcing you to pay more. <laughs> right. So in situations like that, I don't think it makes sense. I really don't. Uh, so renting, when I hear people the renting, it's a different age. It's a different way of being where, where things are, con- the rules are constantly changing. Mm-hmm. You know, what made sense 10 years ago does not make sense anymore now in the way we do business, in the way we purchase homes, mm-hmm. in the way relationships and, and people are meeting these yeah. days. I mean, it's, it's the game's changed. Yeah. And I will say like, there's nothing wrong with owning a home, but you have to think about how that makes up your whole portfolio. Like what you were saying, like if you have your, if your net worth is a million dollars, but 800,000 of that is tied up in your home. And if something happens and you need it to get money quickly, how long does it take a house to sell? You know, and you're not getting all of that. Right. And then all those different fees associated with it. Like there are ways now, especially that you could just make money and have a full quality of life, family, kids, all that kind of stuff. And you don't need to have a ho- like a home that you own to live like right. your best and, life. And, and I think that's, you know, it's because of, and it goes back to the side hustles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because of everything being so much more expensive nowadays, with a, with with inflation, just it's absolutely insane, mm-hmm. and 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 materialism, it's it's you know, it's just constantly being thrown at you. I mean, you're you're in the ad world, yeah, right? Um, and and so you know exactly, it's constantly mm-hmm. in your face. It follows you. It yes. knows. It knows and, and it tempts you, you and it well. tempts you to be a person that you think other people want you to be. And I think I don't know uh, if Dave Ramsey said this, but it's a it's a name, it's a little quote that's thrown around the internet, but it's like stop buying things that you don't need to impress people you don't even like. I think that was Warren Buffett. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Steve Ramsey. That's Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Dave Ramsey. <laughs> I, 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 says that all the oh, time. Oh no, no, no. I, 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 I think that was Will Smith too. <laughs> <laughs> but the took it from so, someone took it from somebody. somebody took it yes. I don't know who said it, but yeah. it's just so true. Like sometimes I think, and I I don't like crap on anyone's style, but I know from myself, and I used to work in fashion. That's probably why I was like living in an apartment that I did, couldn't afford, and I and then I worked in luxury hotels, and like I loved working in hospitality, but I was just doing things because I just thought that they were expected of me versus like things that I actually wanted to do. I still definitely enjoy going out with friends, going to a nice dinner and things like that. But now that I've gone into first, it was like the debt payoff. Now I'm in this. I'm not going to say that I'm 100 percent in the fire movement, what they call financial independence, retire early. But I want to be work optional by the before I'm 65 or whatever. You want to have fuck you money. Yes. 
right? That's that's and, where and my fuck you mention. Um, fuck you money is essentially if someone you know at work if there's a moment where you need to say fuck you, I'm out of here. Like yeah. I don't need this. I'm out. Yeah, you don't. You I want to get yeah. out of that. Yeah. You know, I'm out of. Yeah, I'm now out of that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle because of the things I did a couple years ago. But I want to eventually. If I want to work, it's not because I need to work. And I save, I'll save us up to a certain amount. You know, there's like the the 25% rule. You want to get your your assets, whether it's your investments, your cash savings to a point where you have, where like every year you can um, withdraw like 25% of your portfolio. I don't want to like, I'll say, look up these, these rules, the 4% rule and the 25% rule. So you want to, let's say you save up, you have $1.5 million and you're going to withdraw 4% of that every year. And because your investments have gotten to a certain point based on inflation, you'll st- you'll be able to live off of your interest. assets. Yes, yeah. your assets and interest and all that kind of stuff for 25 years. How do we get... All right. So all this sounds great and all. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people can say, look, I'm going to save money. I'm, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to uh, eat healthier. And that's great and all. But you know, when you start off something and you, and, and, and you get attracted to the, it's easy to say these abstract ideas, but I feel like you need to go a step further and and drill down on it and actually uh, put actionable items down mm-hmm. on on how you can get to that point where you are losing weight, where you are saving money and paying off debt or whatever your goal is, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's just certain things that, that uh, I think... W- Again, there's so many traps, psychological traps mm-hmm. that we fall into. And so how, how, what was your method? Um, I, and I know you, you were saying like you're looking into Dave Ramsey's, but like w- like personally, how did you get yourself going once you did? Because you're not yeah. constantly looking at Dave Ramsey no. for a reboot. Yeah. You know? So at first I started with Dave. I don't know how I don't I really I wish I could get my mindset back to like this was like 2017. I think I just decided on being more intentional. And I remember coming to like one of my team meetings and saying, everyone's like sharing their New Year's resolutions. I was like, this year I'm going to like start budgeting, getting better with my money because I had noticed that my finances were on the decline. I knew, I knew that for a while. Like every time I was swiping, I knew that that was bad. So I decided, okay, I'm going to do this. It was I, a bad habit. Yeah, I knew it was a bad habit, but it's almost like with health and you're just like, oh, I know I shouldn't be eating this or I know I should go to the gym. I know yeah. I should meditate more, but you know it, but you're still going to do it. That's just our reality it's comfortable you want to do what you've always done and it it's kind of like you can kind of bond over lamenting like oh shouldn't we be doing this and you and your friends are like oh shouldn't we be saving money but like let's go to you you know you get into that so i don't know exactly where that happened so i found dave and then i slowly but surely started finding other resources on the internet about yeah that's just really it like we all have access to this amazing thing the internet to just keep on looking up different things so i found dave a lot of his messages initially resonated with me. I was like, okay, I'm all about this, this saving, this baby step, all that. And then you meet other people who are like, oh, well, I took Dave's method and I did it a little bit differently. Or now I want to do this. And like, even like Susie Orman, she was a known financial person. Right. And she like was on this other podcast. I think it was called Afford Anything. And she was really like, putting down the financial independence retire early method. She's like, all these millennials just want to retire early. They think that saving up a million dollars is enough. Like it depends on your lifestyle. So if you just start deciding that you can live 
a fulfilled life with less. Like you don't need those things. So you don't need as much money in retirement or in that second phase of your life. So I I started with Dave and then it was just like finding other resources and other people that look like me that had similar journeys. You know, like Dave is a great resource, but he's also a white man, doesn't look like me doesn't didn't have the same struggles that I did. I probably am in a better financial position than a lot of other people. I like some people it's like a blessing to have student loans because I got an education that allowed me to get a job that you know, it's it's all these sure. different things. So I found all these people and I just kind of like put them together. I'm not like the perfect financial independence candidate or person like i now use a credit card for points so i'm trying to do the travel hacking thing right. like i i'll pay my credit cards off like 100 percent each month but i'm like oh if i use it for dining or whatever i can right. do this and now my travel dollars can go further but dave ramsey despises credit cards right right and that's yeah that's where I, you know i i have listened to dave before and there's some few things i disagree with and mm-hmm. a lot of the common sense things that that he says i'm I feel I feel like yeah people should listen to that but there's other things once you graduate and and you start learning markets and, mm. and just different um, pathways of, of of earning additional incomes mm-hmm. I, I I you probably shouldn't listen to that uh, yeah. you know um, you should yeah. keep an open mind yeah you know? take like it I said, with a grain thing, of salt things are always changing mm-hmm. right so so for for what makes sense for someone else may not make sense for you uh, but but the thing is like. It's so hard to break a habit. And and when you are creating a new one, your ability is low. Mm-hmm. So when your ability is low, your motivation has to be high in order to get better. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you must have had, trem- I mean, you were way behind. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like you had someone hold your hand and say, this is how it's done. Let me show you, lecture you, you know, uh, in person. You you had to go search on your own. Mm-hmm. So how did you get this motivation? Either that or it's the other way around. Yeah. Because now it's like, so your, your, your ability was here and then your motivation was here. Mm-hmm. But now I, it could be like, you're so good at it now. Your ability's here, so your your motivation could be here. Because yeah. Now it's easy for yeah, you. Yeah. Now save it's money. easy. Now you've got a little bit more. How so. did you get? How did you flip that scale? That mm-hmm. motivational ability scale. Um, I think it starts with consistency, practice. Like you said, having that plan. It's not just arbitrary. Like I want to save this much money. It's automation. It's as soon as you get paid. It's setting up all those different accounts. Pay yourself first. Yeah, pay yourself first. So I started, my my new, my thing was similar to what Dave said, was having like a small emergency fund. I think I did more than $1,000 because I was like, I want to be able to like cover rent and like cover at least one month of student loan payments and all this other stuff. So let's say I saved up like three grand or something. And then I knew... part of it is intrinsic like I am a very motivated person like self-motivated but then it's just that habit and then also telling other people so that external thing I was like telling my mom telling my boyfriend getting on my boyfriend's case about oh you should be saving this way and you should be doing that I opened up like a high yield savings account I and one thing Dave always says is he he tells people like to stop saving for retirement and use that money. I never did that. Mm. So that maybe that was advantageous to me. I was like, this is I I have that match. Like any company I've ever worked at, I had some type of retirement plan. So I wasn't about to give that up to, you know, get a couple extra thousand dollars here because I was thinking like long term. So that yeah. was something I also learned from my parents. My 
My parents are immigrants. My dad was always into the stock market. I remember from when I was a young, young child, he was always watching like CNBC and he did save for us to go to college through investments. So it just took a little longer for it to rub it off. Yeah. I just never knew. I didn't pay attention. I was like, oh yeah. You didn't know what CNBC was. Yeah. He was always watching. I'd watch the tickers. He'd help me do my homework and he'd be watching it. But and that was just it it was the consistency it's like writing the goals telling people that external thing and yeah it does get a little bit easier as you start as you start paying things off it feels better to like now you have more money but then there that lifestyle creep does come up and every once in a while then you get another job you get another promotion you want to go on a vacation nowadays with social media and all that kind of stuff your friends can go on this trip you can afford it why not like book it let's go Do do you think that there's a chance for someone who they, like you know when when you're when when you're on a diet and you're eating a sandwich you know you're not supposed to be doing that when when you don't have money and you're swiping that credit mm-hmm. card and you know you're not supposed to be doing that and you get that guilt uh, but you do want to you do want to change that habit mm-hmm. but you have a very low ability and also low motivation what do you say to someone like that I would say that. Similar to, like I mentioned earlier, that I am also into health and wellness, that like one bad meal isn't going to make, isn't going to throw you off track. Just like one salad isn't going to make you reach your goal like right away. Or one workout isn't going to make you reach your goal. And missing one workout, you're not going to go back to where you started from. So if you have a little fall off, like you're, you're going, you're doing this for like two weeks straight, you're saving, you haven't ha- had lunch out, and then somebody invites you to a, an expensive dinner. You don't have to like throw that all away and now just go back to swiping every second. And the same thing with your health and wellness journey. I think that anybody... Like I always say, but like I look at people, I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it too. And like, it it sounds so simple, but like, really, we're all normal people. I'm like not extraordinary. Like, it's not that hard to save money. It's not that hard to like tell yourself that you're not going to do. It's it's like a personal integrity and accountability thing. After a while, you're going to get sick of making and breaking promises for yourself. If for some people it just takes longer than others. For some people, you know, they don't decide to get their financial life in order until they're in their fifties. Other people have been saving and investing since they're seventeen. You know, yeah. it depends it, on what their rock bottom is, mm-hmm. right? Everyone has their own personal rock bottom. It could be just I can't afford a simple meal, yeah, or I, you know, I can't afford to take my parents out, or yeah. you feel bad. Certain ways make you feel bad to the point where. Okay, I gotta make a life decision. I gotta make a change. Yes, and and it, it depends. Like that that finish line or that starting point is different for everybody. But it really, it you can't look at the person next to you like I have to be like them. That was part. That was part of what what got me to the place that I was, and that what motivated mo- motivated me to get out of there. So wanting to keep up with my friends is what made me spend money I didn't have, and then wanting to keep my friends further who probably had different financial backgrounds in me family support when those people were starting to move out when those people were starting to do the things that i felt like i should be doing by this age i was like oh shit i gotta get my life in order you gotta keep up with the joneses yeah i can't do that but how are the joneses doing it like you don't know you really can't i stopped like thinking about how do they afford this like some people are doing on credit some people have trust funds you just don't know people's situations but i was like the only way that i could do that is if i get real with myself and get my finances so once you get how about for the people that they're at at your stage now and let's say they have good amount of money saved and uh, they have their their financial discipline 
what are the next steps now? Do you, you know to grow from there, mm-hmm. or do you you know when when you plat- plateaued? Like, what's the next what's the next belt to get? You know, mm-hmm. sort of like you were in survival mode. Now you're in thriving mode, right? Mm-hmm. So you're trying to thrive. You have a little bit of money, yeah. Yeah. so now now you're now you want to you want to you know if the Maximize. ultimate end goal is yeah. to, to to reach fire, mm-hmm. uh, financial independence, retire early. Uh, how do you get there now? Now that you're here, how mm-hmm. do you accelerate that? It starts with a couple things. So you, it's defining that goal. So if your goal is fire, you have to look at like when your fire date is. So if your fire could be for some people, that's like thirty. There are people that I've listened to their stories. I've seen them on social media. They're like, I'm thirty. I've saved up all throughout my twenties, and my fire number is only half a million dollars. And they just were really strategic about that. And they are like, now they're work optional. For other people, retiring early is 60, which is still good compared to there's some people like 65 is this number that was given to us by all these different avenues. But there's many people who are in their 70s and they still need to go to work. So I know I'm like I decided very early on, even before I knew about fire, even when I had no money, I was like, I'm not working until I'm 65. Let let me just clarify something. You know, if, if I'm 70 and I'm going to work. Because I want to. Yes. I love my job. That's a freaking blessing. Mm-hmm. But if I'm doing it because I need to survive, I'm, and I'm, to I'm survive. getting reamed on and, and, and I'm, I'm that old guy in the yeah. office. Oh. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah that's, you that's, don't want to be the old guy in the wanna, office. Well, yeah. it depends. So Unless I, say, I love yeah. it. Unless I'm like, I'm yeah. still better than all you whippersnappers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> old sport. Yeah, you just got to find what whatever that is. So if your thing was, I want to make money by this age, if it's an age, if it's a number, find out what that is. If it's like, oh, I want to own this many properties or I want to have this much in this type of asset. How about for someone like yeah. you? What's your next move? My next move is increasing my savings rate. So I, so part of all, all those people that were able to reach fire early um, was, you know, getting to a point where they're saving 50, 60, 70% of their income. That I. Ooh, that's sexy. Yeah. For, for some people. <laughs> it sounds sexy. <laughs> it sounds really cool. I'm like, wow, like you are kind of like this, like you're so centered that you will not waver that if somebody invites you out and it's not on your goals, you're not doing it mm-hmm. or if it doesn't serve them. Yeah. If it doesn't serve yeah. you. So I think, but I, power to yeah, them. I will say for myself, like I'm young ish. Um, I have, well, you're young. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll own it. I'm, yeah. I'm sub 30 right now. Um, I know that there are a couple things that I'm going to want to do that won't allow me to get to that savings rate. Like, I'm, my friends are getting married in Italy. I I don't have to go. I'm not in the wedding, but I've never been to Italy and I can afford to do it and I'm going to pay cash for that trip, so I'm going. But if I was really points, like... Points, points. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to pay points and cash for that trip. Yeah. But if I really was like, no, I'm trying to be fired by XYZ, can't go. Like you yeah. like you can just cut those things out. I I'm not there yet. I think that's great that you have that healthy balance. I think yeah. it's so important. I mean, because that's important to you mm-hmm. and you're being realistic about it. You're not going to make sacrifices to the point where... Where you're going to miss out on on life mm-hmm. experiences yes. because at the end of the day, um, you're not going to be you're not going to be thinking about when you're old about your bank account. Yeah, you know you're, you're going to be about mm-hmm. you want to you want to be able to reflect and look back on pictures and yeah and those experiences. I think that yeah. we're now people are like oh having things over experiences like I like I said I used to work in fashion I used to care. 
I still care. Everyone cares about what they look like or how they come off to other people. Not everybody, but most of us do. But I just think and value things a little bit differently. And now experiences are so big. Like for me and probably a lot of people that we're, we're associating ourselves with, like it's worth it for you to go on that trip. But I'm not going to spend $2,000 on a bag. I'm not ever going to be that person. I say that now. Who knows? Maybe I'll reach fire and I'll have all this money. But <laughs> yeah, I, maybe I, you'll yeah. have that fucking money. Yeah, maybe I'll have sure enough fucking money with all the like, side hustles. to like get a Birkin. But it's that's not on my that's not yeah. on my list. Um, one of the other hey, things, maybe like, your significant other will buy it. For yeah, you. okay. And I don't turn down gifts, so someone <laughs> will give me that. Oh, you want to send him a message right now? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but one of those things you said is like being that whippersnapper or being that older person in the office is like part of like Dave Ramsey's philosophy. There is a lot of sacrifice built into that. He, he says like, you're not going to go into a restaurant unless you're working there. Like if you're in, in a significant amount of debt, I do agree with that to a point, but that might not be realistic for everybody. Like it, it just is not yeah, like everyone has the ability to, you can have so much conviction, but it's just life happens. Things come up, etc. Right. But like, there's a younger man. Um, I hope I don't like mess up his name pronunciation. Ramit Shah. He wrote, I will teach you to be rich. And he's, he's part of like, I feel like a newer age of financial literacy and independence that he's not telling people to like give up those lattes. Like, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but some people like can't go without their coffee. Yes, you can hey, make like I'm yeah. on my third cup today. Yeah, you can make those sacrifices, do it at home and everything like that. But he yeah. is really about find those things. Like if it makes you feel good and you can afford it and you're still reaching your financial goals, but like going on a vacation this year is a non negotiable for you, like you can still do it and still reach your financial goals. I, you just I, yeah. I, I actually agree with that because I say saving five dollars isn't going to do jack. Mentally, it might, mm-hmm. but that five dollars—it's not. I mean, yes, it'll all accumulate, but at the same time, like, how, like I need to scratch that itch, mm-hmm. right? Like, I I enjoy this. This makes me happy. I I work hard so that I could get things that I enjoy yeah. and enjoy it with other people. If mm-hmm. I want to have a beer with you, I'm gonna do it. If mm-hmm. I want to buy the round, happy hour. I'm yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to and do it. And if that five dollars will save you from spending money elsewhere, exactly. it's all about deciding what are the things that you want. If coffee makes you right. happy, drink coffee. Right. But it, and you don't care about clothes, like don't spend all your money on clothes. But like if go. like food and drink is something that you enjoy, like I have a friend. I went out to dinner with a bunch of girlfriends the other week, and she was like, I literally she makes a lot of money she's like i work so that i can go out to eat all the time what does she do she works in in finance like business strategy ubs something okay long hours yeah very analytical Mm -hmm. so you need that relaxation yeah and that's and that's a joy for her and i'm like wow i wish i i wish i valued like restaurants as much like but i i value other things so like there are things like i won't sacrifice on like i'm into health and wellness like it's not if I a boutique fitness studio is like something I really like. Like I work out at this place F forty five, and I'm spending like two hundred dollars a month on these fitness classes. Right. I also won't miss class because if you miss class, you get charged money. So like I'm very money motivated oh, like that. Yeah. Like if you sign That's up for such a class, great prompt, yeah. If you and like you some know? people are like oh it's only fifteen bucks. No, that is a very important yeah. fifteen dollars <laughs> to me. But yeah, so she might never do that. She might yeah. not decide to spend money on workouts she'll just like you know she'll be fine with like whatever her local gym or something like that but i'm i'm okay with that that's how i choose to spend my money right i hear a lot of you know just uh it's about 
finding the balance, mm-hmm. right? You once you set that foundation, you have that motivation, um, and finding that that balance where you can afford these luxuries, mm-hmm. as you call it, and just being able to to make yourself happy. Yeah, you know? and you can afford anything. You just can't afford everything. So like <laughs> that's you, a good. I like that. you can. And I think there's there isn't a podcast called Afford Anything. So that's probably her tagline. So I'll give her that credit. But you can. You just decide like, okay, I want to go on this epic vacation. I want to own this expensive bag. But you can't have the bag and the vacation and the latte and the boutique gym membership. Right mm-hmm. here, here, and I love that saying. Um, and I, I saw this in a poster at, at, a, at a music studio I went to back then. And I've, I'm really big into this. Like, I, it's on the other end. Like, I, I look at it. What was your saying again? Oh, you can afford anything. You can't afford everything. I love that. I love that philosophy in that direction mm-hmm. where, um, where you're, where you're uh, consuming things. Mm-hmm. But there's another philosophy that I also subscribe to is I deserve everything that I want. So um, it's not about buying everything. Mm-hmm. It's about, it's about uh, for me personally, the way I took that quote was it's about accomplishing things. So I deserve everything that I want. So ever since I took that in, I, I, I go with so much more ferocity mm-hmm. and confidence that yeah, I, I am. Because before, I always felt like, you know what? I don't deserve that. Or mm-hmm. maybe somebody, maybe somebody else should should do it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, if I don't do it, you know, somebody else will. Kind of, kind of mentality. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's so weak. You know. So when I changed that thought, I started making more money. Mm-hmm. I started doing newer things. I started uh, just having a better circle. I, w- yeah. I was, I was completely fearless mm-hmm. uh, because I told myself. Uh, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be great. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be the best version of me. Mm-hmm. You know, because for whatever reason, there's people out there that hold themselves back on purpose, which mm-hmm. is crazy for all different reasons. And and I'm because I they don't think that. that they deserve it. Yeah. And yours like everything that you want. It's part of like wellness. Like I say, I'm I'm very into health and wellness. I used to say I was so into fitness, but then I exercise is great, but there's just it's so holistic and like part of your wellness is financial wellness but also your your mindset manifestation being able to picture the life that you not only want the life that you deserve the life that you were meant to live is is change shifting your mindset from like this is happening to me versus like i am happening to this moment i am constructing this roadway for me versus like oh i lost my job i must be horrible yeah that's that's (laughs) that was my mentality like i have this you know, where I'll resort back to kind of beating myself mm-hmm. up and, and, and these negative thoughts will just kind of filter in. And and once I changed that, and I would say, and I could see so many people, my friends and even my girlfriend at the time side-lipping me, I said, watch, I'm going to get up. And you were there, remember, we were, we were like, we were just broke kids in, in college. And I was like, and I had this little toy BMW, this, you know, convertible car. And I was telling everybody, I was like, yo, this is going to be my car, man. And, and, and they were like... Shut up, Will. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I showed him pictures. I was like, look, you see that waterfront condo? I'm gonna get that one day. You're gonna see with big ass windows, floor to ceiling. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do all of that, and 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 I'm gonna have cars. And I'm gonna do all this and material stuff. But when you're a kid like that, you know, you, yes. you, you want what you don't have, and mm-hmm. and and you think that that's what you want, and that's what you think that's what it is what you want. But it, you think that's what's important. Yes. You know, I, I have it now. Um, 
I, you know, I have the waterfront. I have, I have the, you know, I ended up buying that same exact car. Um, and then I realized like, all right, cool. I did that. And, and I appreciate that, but that's not mm-hmm. important to me anymore. Yeah. So I'm back to like an, a 2002 hoopty. Yeah. Because that makes me happy. Yeah. Because before I was getting that because the, the car, because mm-hmm. it was making everybody else happy mm-hmm. about, you know, when, when they see me, they're just like, oh, they associate me with something expensive, yes. dope, whatever. But to me, that old hoopty, that's a stick shift. It just feels so good because, yeah. I don't know, just something about it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I revived that car that I had in the garage and I yeah. just... And I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna do shit that I think is cool. Yeah, I, I love care. everything you're saying. Yeah, and I I'm probably very quote heavy here, but that is my personality. But I always say like, wherever you go, there you are. Like you think that you're gonna be another person when you get that job, when you have that money, when you have that thing, or you're you're friends with those people. But like, you're still gonna be you. Like you could put you could take you from the bottom and bring you to the top. And if your whole inner is not where it it should be or where you want it to be you're just not going to be happy and i was saying to myself earlier today i was like wow i feel like i'm like perpetually like unhappy like not i'm i'm a very happy person but like i'll do something and i'll just like shit on myself for like oh i should be doing better but it's like you're doing way better than you were doing yeah. yesterday two yeah. years ago wherever that marker is but you it's probably because you want so much from yourself and you just yeah. like you're satisfied yeah you're you're, you're yeah pretty much and you just keep moving you, you keep moving your like your finish line it's like oh when i when i graduate oh. college when i get this job when i move yeah. here when i do this it's just like like being okay with the present and being very, very content, contentment, I think, is what will help a lot of people realize that you need, you don't need all of those things that you have. And that's part of what helps those fire people get there as, as early as they can because they're like, okay, the car, if it's, if it's a brand new car, it has this much maintenance, this payment or whatever. But when you pay off those things, you're not, you're not bleeding or even if you can afford it, that $500 a month car payment, that helps you reach that goal so and much And it faster. doesn't serve you, tell you the truth. Yeah. It, it really doesn't, uh, mm-hmm. that, that car, unless you're like really racing and doing all that other stuff. If you're just driving slow with a freaking 500 horsepower car, I mean, it doesn't serve you. Yeah. Um, one last quote before we go. Mm-hmm. Give us a good one. Oh crap! I wish I um, I'm gonna go blank on all. The, all the, no, <laughs> Sorry, no, I put no, you on the spot. No, it's okay. It's okay. Okay, I love I quotes. Oh well, this is this is perfect for what we've been saying. But comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, I like comparison that one. Is yeah. a thief. Of joy. And even and I'll take that further. It's like yes, you usually think of comparison to your your peers or like mm-hmm. other people. Like they have this, they have that. You're doing this. They're I'm always like, oh, they're they have this side hustle. They're doing this. Like, I, you you could just kind of like change that, but also comparing yourself to the person that you used to be or the person that you think you're going to be. Like, you might this is like maybe a lot of people with like physical. Like, oh, I used to be in such good shape. Uh, That's not you anymore. You know, you're not in high school. You're not on the track team. Like, you just gotta you have to shift that mindset because then you're not going to be happy with the progress that you made or where you are now. That's fantastic. I love that, Norm. What's your? Oh no, I, I not an actual quote. I was going to ask like, what was your financial number? Oh, would... oh my my fu number <laughs> slash um, my fire number is one point five million. Oh, that's yeah. very attainable. Yeah. yeah, and so and that's also living. People who listen to this might they think that sounds crazy. That, yeah, but. or it's or it might be small. I'm just like, okay, this is like for me to be work optional and live on right. like sixty thousand right, dollars a year. Right, right. Like it's probably gonna and this is me in this mindset now. Like, I don't have children yet. That right, could right. change. Right. Yeah, 
There's variables. Yeah. All right. I don't have kids either. And yeah. my FU number is like 800K. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I think I could live off. Wait, wait. Where you where you push right. the fire movement? Where you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, pushing the fire movement. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I looked into the fire movement. Mm-hmm. I calculated my, my FU financial independence mm-hmm. number. And yeah. And that's like, that's a lot of money. Me saying you're going to spend $60,000 a year. That d- mm-hmm. might not seem like a lot to a lot of yeah. people. But yeah. like, that's that's pushing in like ubers i spent a lot of money yeah. i used to spend a ton of money on uber when i had no money but yeah. like that is what made that that i was okay let's have a little bit of a cushion i think i could i could probably lower that and still leave the workforce the traditional workforce and like mm-hmm. make money through side hustling yeah uh, i want nine figures okay yeah you can do it oh uh, yeah he, he uh, said it on record yeah i want nine figures he's gonna make nine figures i'm gonna be right outside your door <laughs> Uh, Asking for six figures, seven figures. You know, seven figures. Um, yeah, nine figures. You won't be the only one, buddy. Yeah. But all right, it was so great to have you, Amy. Thank you for we having me. We appreciate your knowledge. Norm, lucky boys, I appreciate you. We guys. should definitely have you back on. Okay. You know, yeah, let's see. Let's see your po- podcast. You have a podcast oh, yeah. as well, right? I am a podcast host. I'm new. Be gentle. The podcast is called Ready or Not Radio, and it is available on all your podcast platforms at Ready or Not Radio, at Ready or Not Radio on Instagram. All right. Cool. And what's out. your Instagram handle? Are you public on Instagram? I am public on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Amy O. You know a- what? We'll yeah. have it in the description. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put it in the show notes description. <laughs> but, oh, box. I'm sorry. Yeah. For, but for everyone listening, what what, what is it? Amy, A-I-M-E-E underscore O-H. There you go. All right. And to everyone listening, thank you for listening. And if you guys found this helpful, I am happy. And good luck on whatever movement you're on to attaining wealth. Peace. Great.